What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 45. I hope you guys had a great week so far. Thanks for coming back. Uh, thanks to the subscribers. Thanks to all the new listeners. Uh, hit us up on all the social media. Subscribe where you can. Like us where you can. Helps us out. Fuck yeah. And also, welcome back to the professor. We missed you so much last week, dude. I still feel a little stung from not not being there but it's I okay know, i'll, I'll it forgive you guys eventually it felt different dude it really did <laughs> i'm just kidding i gave you guys the full go ahead from the beginning <laughs> no, no doubt dude i mean you've been in it with us since the beginning even before i was in it so it's like fuck dude we yeah if we it. count that episode then i think we all have well except casey's been here every single one so yeah just what casey, can't do it without attendance. him because he's he's the anchor the producer. Well, so. well I record yeah. it, so yeah. But exactly. I guess you guys could do it without me, but you know, it's all good. We're not going to. <laughs> unlike <Whatever>. me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it was weird without you. We had to bring on a, a host from another podcast just so we felt like we had enough hosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four hosts minimum, so, yeah. Yeah. Totally, dude. I, I haven't listened to all of it yet, but I started it and it was kind of it was cool. It was interesting. Yeah, um, dude. Just just That's the experience awesome. of listening to you guys without me there. Um, but Trip, I will finish right? listening. What, yeah. what what grade would you give it as a professor? Like, uh, I'd probably give it a B plus. That's just standard. <laughs> All right, that's not bad. That's if not if bad. I don't if I don't read the whole essay, I just always give it a B plus. So. There you go. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we passed. That's cool. <laughs> All right. And also, belated happy birthday. How was your? Oh, yeah. uh, how was the camping? Dope. Camping was sick. Everyone in SoCal area or anywhere near you know this area should go check out the Grand Canyon and then go to Bryce Canyon. And then hit Zion National Park on your way back. You can get the $80 annual pass that covers all three of them that usually would be 35 each. So like you you make, you know, more oh, nice. you make you make up the the full cost right away. Definitely. Um, and it's just so nice. And uh it's really nice in August, uh, not too hot uh or too cold, you know, day or night. And uh, North Rim of the Grand Canyon is where it's at. It's like 90% of the people that visit go to the South Rim. So the North Rim is like really empty. And, uh, yeah, we had like a campsite right by the Canyon. So we could like walk a hundred yards and like literally be right there and then like walk back and then go, Oh yeah, I'll go check it out again in a few minutes or whatever. Um, and it's just breathtaking every time you, you see it. Um, same was thing it, goes for Bryce Canyon as well. Yeah. What's up? I was, I was going to say, is it the type of campsite where you just drive up to your site or did you actually backpack in to go somewhere? We didn't backpack in, uh, these are just, you know, paid sites like 18 bucks, 20 bucks for a night, really chill. Um, and then there was a thunderstorm that came in that kind of, yeah, we were like on the rim and we were like filming, like as the thunderstorm came in and then it started raining on us and we had to like book it back and like the rain was catching up with us and we got a little little wet before we got back, but then we just hopped in the tent and then that was the night. So part of the adventure, dude, part of the adventure, man. Yeah. We were like, fuck, like the one night we have booked and it's going to rain. And then it ended up being kind of sick. So yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, sick dude. You should introduce our guests. Yes. We, yes. We've never waited this long before introducing. <laughs> no, I know. Before. I just wanted to get a quick recap of your, uh, since we I know. No, I appreciate it. Um, all right. So today we got Jared and Adam from rivers, rivers of Nile. What's going on guys. Yo, Hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, dude, thank you. Thank you so much. I just said pre pod, but I'm going to thank you again for everybody to hear. Uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, it's yeah. always hard to get the podcast going with different time zones and shit. So I'm glad it all lined up and made it, everything happen. So fuck yeah, guys. 
Yeah. yeah thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, um, how we usually do this and, and I don't know who wants to go first, but we always like to start at the beginning as far back I'll, as possible. I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, you do it, dude. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we like we like take us back as far as you can. Whoever wants to go first, what what uh, what got you interested in music? You know what what got you interested in your instrument? Where all that where all that stems from? Mm. Should should uh, I go first because I'm older? Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we're going as <laughs> as far back as we can. Yeah. Adam's gonna go first. Yeah, uh, I, I guess uh, I don't know. I just. Uh, if we're going back to like the primordial ooze interest in music, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, mm-hmm. my dad's a musician, you know? So I grew up, nice. um, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's a songwriter. And, uh, so you're witnessing always... that from how, like a very early age, right? He was already, yeah. I mean, you it was born? just, I mean, like, it's not like, you know, he was doing it professionally or anything like that. Um, but it's something he had been concerned with his whole life. And like, he was just always around the house playing guitar, singing, singing, you know, writing stuff. And then like, we would hang out a lot at, you know, at night, like, my, you know, and stuff. And we would just kind of talk about uh, music and he would just, you know, like kind of teach me about how songs work. And like, what were some of the earliest uh, acts or bands or artists that he was talking about Uh, those conversations yeah yeah i guess when i mean hmm. i mean it was just like there was always the beatles was always something that was just like everything goes back to them everything Mm -hmm. like that everything in like rock music that you really need is is all there like in, in in one shape or form or another um so so that's always like a great reference point that like it's an easy thing like the beatles music is always around and if you're having a hard time putting a song together you can kind of you could they have all the formats there you can pick one of their formats and like you know lay out a song in the way that they that did is it. really and, true dude if you think about it the format for so many different styles of music is all within that catalog yeah it's 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 all it's all in there which is a, is a neat little trick and it's like you know that's a and apparently that's a kind of an old hat you know that's an old hat musician trick at this point is to just kind of like structure your song like a beatles song if you have any doubts and like nirvana did it and so on and so forth uh, uh, you know i'm sure plenty but you know there's there's just <clears throat> there was plenty more than that too with my dad like just uh we would um we just go through albums and it went from from that kind of stuff and it just was all pretty normal to being like you know, getting into stuff like Pink Floyd and, and King Crimson and other weirder stuff like that, that stuck with me for a longer, but yeah, it was just always having him around. So just so not how only old just, are, how old are you when you decide I'm going to play guitar? Uh, well, that, that honestly came, came a little later. Like, I think I was, yeah, I mean, you know, you hit puberty and then you're like, damn, there's nothing. I'm not that cool. So I have to, <laughs> I have to work on something now. Mm-hmm. And I figured I might as well learn how to play an instrument. Uh, so, so maybe, maybe I'll have a chance at girls liking me one day. <laughs> and then, um, so about 13, you know, I started to show an interest in playing guitar. So I tried to play guitar for a little while and then, um, I didn't really take to it immediately, but then for some reason I, I found bass really interesting and, and 
So that was like really my, I started where I started, you know? And, uh, did he play yeah. bass? My, my dad. Yeah. No, he was a guitar player. Guitar yeah. player. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, in a way, like I, I got my first bass for Christmas and in a way it was like almost like a gift for himself too. Cause he wanted to kind of, you know, he wanted to pick it up and, and learn, learn a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I can see but, how, how dads would do that. I would do something like that too, dude. Yeah, like, right. Oh, why, dude, why let's not? get that drum set, dude. And it's, I know. I, I, have, a fr- set, I have a friend that gave uh, that gave his daughter for her first guitar, like a he's like a hum- like humongous Pantera fan. Gave him like or gave her like a custom dime like bolt signature guitar for her what? birthday. And she's, like, and she's like fucking like seven. I'm like sick, dude. That's a nice present for yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> uh, I have a question. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I uh, just super fast. I think Joel might know this. Those like those Thunderbolt like straps. Is that like dime baggy? Like is that like a official dime bag thing? Those like straps with the thunder lightning on them. Like the blue I th- lightning. I think I don't know. so. Those were super common, dude. I remember. Yeah, like, he might have made it popular, maybe, but I don't know. Okay. I think maybe it could be. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I just rolled into like a lesson with like a 14 year old girl and she's got one of those and I was just like sick. But did you ask her to even know if she knew where it would, where it would have possibly came from? Like, do you know Pantera? Well, that's I, obviously she wouldn't. I mean, for yeah. me, it's obvious she wouldn't. It's like a Christian. Maybe her dad does, and, and he's just like, "We're we're gonna get you the dime bag." <laughs> no, they actually. So I said, "I said that's a cool strap." And then the mom's like, "Yeah, she picked it herself." And I was oh, like, "Nice, yeah." <laughs> but uh, I was just like. Okay, like let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. But, all right, go on. That was it. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So when did you start? So after you picked up the bass and you got that for your birthday, when did you start you actually for Christmas? For Christmas. <laughs> when did you start? Yeah, I'm out of it. When did you start out playing with uh other human beings? Uh I mean it was it didn't take terribly long. Um, I think that was like pretty much right away the goal. Like my uh like a next door neighbor of mine. It's a, a friend of mine since we were like seven, he like got a guitar. So the first thing we did was just like try to sit down and like jam to Nirvana records together. And like, that's how we kind of learned how to do it. I, I took lessons for like a little bit, but it didn't really like, it was just like, you know, hard to schedule. I was like doing sports in school and shit like that too. And then like, so what sports just, were you playing? Oh, uh, I was just wrestling. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a fucking hard sport to be a part of, dude. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's really tough. Uh, and I mean, I I did love it, but I ultimately ended up quitting doing that so I could devote more time to playing in bands. How many times do you think you've weight cut it in your life? No, you know, honestly, I was not that into that. Like, I, I just I, I I just remember a lot of my friends like just spitting in cups and like just like killing themselves over this, and I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe not for for me like I'll, I'll wrestle at a comfortable weight for me if you know i and i stayed like they're like one of the best wrestlers in the state it was like what was like on, on my same weight class too so like it's like there was no way i could ever make like varsity you know <laughs> unless yeah, yeah. I, unless i cut weight like crazy and i was just like yeah and i'm just gonna play in this hardcore band and like <laughs> whatever and that's better for you anyways do that's some of the most unhealthy shit that i would think is uh, taught by coaches to high school kids that are still developing and shit. Let's fucking bring you down to yeah. a super unhealthy weight just for a, a weigh in, and then you can fucking do whatever you want after that. Yeah, it's it's, it's not it's, sustainable it, at all. No, and and there's some yeah, there's some dudes that would just like really 
crushing and like thinking it back at it, like these guys, the are, are coaches. Like they should have, they should have known better. Like really, yeah, like yeah. And, like they were. They're more they're, for the W than it is for the well-being of the kids. Dude, yeah, know? they were. They were hard fucking core too. Like they were. They're not yeah, happy. Dude. I mean, I was a football weight. player, and and we were like, we don't have shit on the wrestlers, dude. The wrestlers <laughs> fucking. Their training is insane, dude. Yeah. But right, you know so back to the music. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but uh so yeah. So where was puberty, I? puberty, puberty. Yeah, I wanted to wanted to wanted girls to like me. So 13, learn how to play bass. And what a mistake that is, right? <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute blunder on my part to pick that instrument if I'm trying miss. to get laid. <laughs> Man, this is like this really speaks to my character, honestly. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So then I, I just we you know me and my buddy James is from Nirvana Records, and then we found another kid that we knew. He was like learning how to play drums, and then we started this like little cover band, and and it's just sort of which spiraled into this like kind of progressive rock band because we all got really into Pink Floyd, and then um that kind of ruined me and like i always kind of just wanted to be in that sort of a band but then there was also this other stuff going on like i had a bunch of friends that were into like hardcore and metal and so like there's always opportunities to play in those sorts of bands as well and then like so i kind of grew up playing in like progressive rock bands and on one side and then like heavier like hardcore and death metal type bands on the other side and then usually the metal bands that I'd be in would stay a lot busier, you know? So it would like, there's just more opportunities to play shows and stuff like that. So do you remember when you were first introduced to metal, like what it was and who and what the setting and all that kind of shit? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, that my friend that I was in that first band with who, who played guitar, we used to hang out like in his, his older brother's bedroom. And it was like every bit like the like Joe Rogan nightmare that you could imagine it would would be. It's just like he's just like black light posters and like and like just like you know he's like got his kettlebells like in the corner. Yeah, it's hit, hidden black light kettlebells. It's just like it, it's just like your your typical shithead older brother stuff just going on in there. And then but he had you know CDs and we were playing N sixty four and shit. And we were like, what what is what has he got to listen to? And it's like it was a bunch of rap rap stuff and like eminem like eminem's first couple records and then like he had follow the leader uh like corn and like we so we listened to that and we, we just wanted to listen st- to stuff that had swearing on it you know <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we were being little shithead kids you know yep. so but then i just you know i like i said i heard i heard got the life and i was like damn this is awesome like they what like where didn't we're like music has never been this like powerful <laughs> in mm-hmm. in my opinion up to the until this point but like you know that's me as a sixth grader growing yeah. up in the middle of nowhere oh, that's definitely the heaviest thing yeah. that you hear at that age i mean unless you got fucking brutal death metal older brother or something like coming across corn yeah. is where you're like oh shit music could be fucking heavy yeah dude i grew up i grew up with sisters and they were just into like you know <laughs> it's like like what i don't like vanilla ice i guess my older sister was into actually like i remember that happening (laughs) weird times but yeah so i definitely know death metal older brother so i I didn't even ask you what year is this happening like when you're in high school oh this oh you know i i think i was when i heard 
follow the leader it was like uh that was like sixth grade uh, so i was yeah like, so what year where you're, though, where you're am i i have to do math now oh no <laughs> <laughs> what year did you graduate oh oh six i'm 30 so bring it back four years you're at freshman year uh wait at freshman year then four. yeah that's 202 so like what so that's like 90 97 98 it was like it was okay. fresh like fall the nice. leader had just nice. come out it was still on the radio you know okay. that kind of, so like yeah that yeah so that was that was my first exposure to that stuff. And then it kind of like started this spiral of like, you know, I got into like heavier music like that and like, but it was all like Marilyn Manson and Slipknot and like all those kind of, you know, super mainstreamy type bands for, at the time. Um, but I, I liked that stuff and it, it it's, I still do. I don't know. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you're, you're in the right show. Two out of the four of these guys that host this shit grew up through that phase too. Me and Joel <laughs> being those yeah, guys. Yeah. And so, it's amazing too, like people like how quick they turn their back on, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, I used to like new metal, I used to, and it's like, you just like hate it now, or well, your whole growing up. What it you? is, dude, it's <laughs> like okay, when you're younger, it, you it, it's flying a flag, it's 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 uh, identifying with a symbol, it's all that same thing. So if uh, you're under the death metal moniker, to say that you like new metal or you listened even listened to new metal you're already a fucking pussy you know (laughs) (laughs) that that that's back then now i don't care if you call me a pussy because that's the reason why i'm in metal in the first place is that was one of my biggest stepping stones was the new metal phase you know so i i'll never i'll just be like whatever dude i guarantee whatever you were listening to when i was listening to new metal was fucking garbage to me so fuck you yeah (laughs) they're probably listening to the same thing yeah, yeah, just a minute. I'm too scared to admit it. Yeah, I mean to say that anything's that—that's what it is. It's funny, like when things get popular, <laughs> underground just hates it. You know, once it gets, popular, I came out of the womb listening to Alters of Madness, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. Though yeah. there are those like, dudes, and yeah, those dudes I can't have a long conversation with because I know yeah. they're, they're bullshitting me. You know, I, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah. And it's like, if you really like that really was your first exposure, like I'm, I'm mm. sort of, I'm like, how, first of all, and, yeah. and, I mean, but that's, and like, that's all there are t- those, there are people out there that have that as the first exposure, but they're few and far between. I think I if they have it. a, ba- if they have a battle vest on, then you can't get them to admit they ever listened to new metal. If they have like a battle vest with like, <laughs> oh yeah. Fucking like all the all death, their patches and shit. all like the gnarly Dia side and like all these underground black metal bands. You can't. They listen to fucking death metal or um, new metal for sure, but you'll never get that out of them because yeah, yeah. their battle vests will be invalid, dude. That's their, <laughs> well, that's their bulletproof vest, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Protecting them, dude. But Jesus. I, I, I think for genres, though, it's like, like you have like the band that kind of defines the genres, Safer Grunge, Nirvana, of course. And then you got like all the other bands that came from that. And then there's like somehow you end up with Nickelback and Creed. Like, you know, I don't know. It's like it starts here and then there's some. They took the wrong exit. They took a different and then, exit. You know? and then, they just kept on going on with, the freeway. With new metal, though, I think it's about it's really is important though. Like, and I was a corn fan, and I think it is important. Like, I didn't I didn't get into new metal after that, but like corn was that band, I think. And the, the, the seven strings and shit, all that was like who was doing that? Like that we mm-hmm. knew of, like mainstream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course there were bands doing that before, but I mean, gotta give it up to corn, dude. Like, I give it up to him, dude. I definitely heavy, give it up to him. Like and you know. anybody who's listening to this is saying fuck you for saying that, then well fuck you too, dude. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't listen to corn now, <laughs> but like, but you know, they're I listen heavy. to corn now. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I I'm not <laughs> against corn. I just personally don't, but like, I would, but if someone threw on like the first corn album, like at a party, I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, let's, let's rock to this. You Did know? you see that, that one new article that, that the girl in the swing is suing them now from the first album, the girl oh, like the, in the oh, swing. No, the is this like the, the ring baby now, in, in Nirvana yeah. too? The baby that's, from that's Nirvana. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck, man? That's crazy, dude. No, it, it, they just want some money, huh? It, it yeah. can't be true. Yeah, yeah. The girl, that's a joke. That's the girl. That can't isn't be that a cartoon? Dude. The Nirvana guy is suing. That's real, but the yeah. girl, that's that has to be a joke. I think you got, yeah. I, I think, think they're spoofing, trolled, dude. Because that's like, a cartoon. Yeah, it's got to it? oh. be a spoof. But yeah, yeah. I think it's funny regardless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should have just kept going. Yeah, yeah, Joel, that's crazy, dude. Like, <laughs> it's like also, I still think it's real. Yeah, I think it's real. All the the the, the funniest uh, one I saw was like the 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 body part woman on In Utero is also suing Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> <too. laughs> goodness. Yeah, a lot of funny content generated from that kid suing nirvana yeah. so okay i wonder what he's, he's trying to get guy. dude it's money bro i know but like the Hate number it. dude his wieners on 150 grand each per, per party is what i saw hey, his wieners on a cover and he wasn't Ooh. like you know you know what i was gonna know? do i was gonna just post a picture of me naked just and stand in solidarity <laughs> with him like if we all do it then it's not so bad for him so <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, all right. Uh, so back to Adam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. all right. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, was I don't know. I forget where we're. Let's, let's I was thinking about my my wiener solidarity picture, <laughs> yeah. like how we can make that work. <laughs> Everyone's got a picture in the bathtub. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, how does so yeah, Rivers? pretty well hung for a baby. If how I'm does myself, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> How does Rivers get going? But how, oh, how does that happen? Oh, yeah, that's that's jumping way ahead, but yeah, that's fine sure. because the stuff in the it's fine because the stuff in the middle is just me putzing around with like you know local bands for a decade or so, and it's like you know you learn a lot of valuable things and meet a lot of people, you know met with uh, you know eventually joined a band with Brody, our lead guitar player, um, and you know the band was really bad that me and Brody started together. What style um, was it? It was more like a thrash metal kind of yeah. vein, like, but we were like really obsessed with death and nice. the band. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's your favorite time, era? What's your favorite album? Uh, I think, um, uh, shit. Why, why, uh, says sim, sim, uh, symbolic. Uh, symbolic 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 yeah yeah it's just symbolic yeah yeah that, yeah that's, yeah yeah we i mean we covered we covered crystal mountain and stuff like it, it and it was like we just never had like a good drummer and like couldn't find like a good a rhythm guitar player and like so like i liked i thought brody was sick so i was like i'll be in this band and just so i can like hang out with this guy and we can because he seems to, like kind of get it and like i introduced him largely to like death metal for the first time because nice. um, he was he was really young i think when i met brody he was 16 um and i was ni- 19 or 20 maybe but uh you know i was just sort of in between bands and like i there was this other band that i had like toured with a little bit and you know right after high school but it, it just didn't go anywhere so i was just floating around and then 
I met Brody doing this and I was like, you know, I'll stick around with this guy for a while. And so we do that, that band for two years. And then uh, there's this other band in the scene that we, you know, cross paths with a bunch called amongst the decay. And uh, it was the band of, you know, the original members of rivers, uh, our original drummer, Ron, uh, the original second guitarist, John, not, <laughs> not the tour, but Coons. And, um, Jake or you know Jake our singer now Jake who they were in this band it was like straight up deathcore band but it was awesome you know like they were they were so they were a sick band and like you know kind of made waves like in this in that like local scene for whatever that's what was their name they were uh, they were called amongst the decay oh yeah yeah, yeah. you said that I'm sorry yeah did they record anything yeah I don't I I can't say that it's easy to find but Mm -hmm. uh you know I, I could probably scrape that up somewhere but like for the period i guess we're, we're talking like 2007 2008 maybe you know stuff like they're, they're i don't know like that i remember seeing them and being really impressed so then when you know that band broke apart they started they they started the three of those guys started rivers of nile and they wanted me to play bass uh, for like for them, but we, were, me and Brody, were still doing this other band. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll like play bass on your demo, and then like we'll see what happens after that. But it was just like I did that, and like this, the writing was on the wall that like this was like the more talented, like this is where the talent was, you know, kind of thing. And like you know, me and Brody's band was kind of hitting the mark. We were going through you know another member change, and I was just like, dude, they have a, an opening in this band that's the, exactly the size of you and me why don't we just jump in the, in here cut our losses and we can just kind of combine these these forces really mm-hmm. <laughs> and um so yeah that was the beginning of rivers right there and we just kind of you know i i mean like yeah it, it had been it's it was almost sort of like a kind of clash of two bands coming together in in mm-hmm. some ways but uh it, I mean, like I like to hear endured. those stories. <laughs> like two bands, enough of the members that are worth anything get together and make a new project. That was a car bomb thing too. Car bomb was came out of a band called Neck and a band called Splooge or Splooge, <laughs> and they I think they like Next shared year, they shared a uh, rehearsal studio. And Splooge is weird, dude. It's definitely like kind of fucking like it's all about peeing and it's all about like mr bungle shit that's all it is <laughs> yeah, that sounds like but next like next like, like uh, uh neck it yeah. was a new metal band that actually if you listen to enough of their shit you realize like all the the seeds of car bomb are in those albums dude Your old neck was about was about pooing and <laughs> and then, and then, and then they, they a, came together and yeah. uh and then they had a ge- the cycle, dude. And they had a guest <laughs> appearance from Corpse Grinder on it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, nice. I love that. I love that. It's like, um, and and no disrespect to the guys that you know fell off in the the wake no, of yeah. you know those two bands, but it's like I love to hear like the best parts of bands getting together and making something real sick, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like it just made the most sense uh, for us you know as the five those five people at the time and like 
for us in the scene. Like that's the nice thing about having that kind of local scene where like, honestly for the area where we live, which is kind of the middle of nowhere, there was just, there was a lot going on. There's a lot of people out there playing shows and like, you know, you kind of, we, we knew that like, we knew that like Jake and these guys were sick and like, they knew that, you know, me and Brody were like the real deal in our band. So it was like, kind of, you know, why not combine forces, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and, and so it was like, but beyond that, that we didn't really have much of an idea for the band. Like it was like, we know we wanted to just play like the sickest, craziest shit and like kind of just be weird and do whatever we want. But it, it took, it took a while, you know, there's some barriers to that, you know, there's just, uh, you know, it was hard to understand exactly what everybody's goals in the band were. So that's where, you know, member kind of member changes sort of started to crop up, you know, and then, but we end up where we are today. <laughs> nice. Sick, dude. So Jared, now that we're yeah. up to rivers, let's hear about you, dude. Start, uh, not, yeah. Let's go back with you now. <clears throat> okay. Um, my dad, uh, was a touring musician uh, for shit. I don't know. I think uh, he played in a jazz band when he was super young, like a high school jazz band. And uh, guitar he, he just, or like, anything else? What did he play? Drums, just drums. Nice. I uh, used to play funk with Three Dog Night, like before it was Three Dog Night. Uh, Two Dog Night. Couple other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two puppy uh, so day. Two puppy. <laughs> Dusk. Yep. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Two puppy dusk. That's the one. Uh, so then, um, to go on the other side, my, my, what's up, John? Shout out. <laughs> what Shout up, John? Out <laughs> <laughs> so my mom, um, she, she was touring and stuff. And that's, uh, my brother's dad and her, uh, toured together for a long time. And so my parents met and then I popped out. So then, um, yeah, pretty much just inspired by my parents. Um, I love that to, dude. to tour and stuff. And at first I didn't really like the drums. I was actually like hella embarrassed about it. It's like, these are so loud. And we were living in Vegas and all my friends were stoked and I was just like, this is too loud. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then I snapped out of it. I don't know. I would learn here and there. I was just like a, sh I'm like a shy person, but I kind of broke out of it dealing with anxieties and stuff like that. That doesn't matter. But, um, <laughs> so fast forward to 10 years old, I uh, moved back to Reno from Vegas and my brother came to visit who plays in psychosomatic, he joined psychosomatic at that time when I was 10 and he was 20 or 21. And, um, he was just like, let's get you to stop listening to, you know, top 40 backstreet boys in sync bullshit. And, uh, you, you could like, you know, listen to this. And he gave me, uh, the misfits CD, uh, earth AD, um, he gave me some Green Day. He gave me Dumu Borger, Dying Fetus, Cradle of Filth, a couple other things. So I got into that like heavily, especially Dumu Borger. Um, Which what, what's the album that hooked you? 
uh, puritanical euphoria. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. And I, Nick Barker's like doing blast beats, and I was like, what the fuck is that? So mm-hmm. I kind of, um, I kind of got and the cover too. As a young kid, you're like, oh, dude, titties getting wrapped in this fucking barbed wire, dude. <laughs> that album yeah. is so sick, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I was stoked about that CD for sure, and uh, started playing my friend's drum kit, and she ended up giving me hers. So I tried out for a couple bands, and then I never heard from them. So I got really, you know discouraged i was like i don't want to play drums anymore got all bummed out but then um i think when i was 15 or 16 i tried out for a band who the first band i joined was midnight veil and then we broke up so we called it midnight fail (laughs) and then (laughs) and then that ended up turning into luck won't save you which is one of the bands that i like Russell and I, the one of the other original members, uh, we just keep that going and write some music together, which is pretty fun. Um, he lives in Idaho now. And then uh, I joined this tech death band, Enslave the Creation, for a while. I know those dudes. And, yeah. Yeah, they're sick dudes. And then Shelby ended up joining for vocals. And then uh, we went our separate ways after that. I moved Sacramento so I could be closer to Flub. I joined Flub in like 2012 or 2013. Um, And then I did a tour with Flub and like filled in for Cyborg Octopus at the same time. That was pretty interesting. Uh, And then when I got back, I joined uh, my brother's band, Psychosomatic. So I toured with them for a bit. Um, Joined the Undying around that time and then uh when i was on tour with psychosomatic uh, i met the revocation dudes uh just for one night and so after that tour i was just kind of just sitting there not really doing much and uh brett from revocation called my brother and was like this band needs a drummer do you or your brother want to fill in for him and found out that it was rivers and toby was like well i know you've you show me this band and i know you're a fan of it so you why don't you do it so i i got in contact with brody and he asked me to learn a couple songs um and i wasn't doing anything at the time i was literally just smoking weed and playing dark souls so uh yeah so I learned those two songs in 24 hours and then I sent Brody the video for both songs. Um, and he's like, yeah, if you want to do it, um, you'll fly over X date. And then there's so many drummers that maybe even be listening to this right now to be like, Oh dude, this dude was just smoking weed and playing video games. And then he got the gig, dude. How much- <laughs> well, yeah, so he, he could come well, smoke yeah. weed and play video games with us. Yeah, we got video games. We got weed. <laughs> but it's just like obviously you were in the fucking studio still ripping it out on the fucking skins, too. Yeah, yeah. I had my, you know, I had my drum set at home. Toby and I would practice all the time. Um I'd be 
you know, like playing with other bands, filling in with other bands, filled in for like underlaying and stuff like that. That was pretty fun. Uh, yeah. So like I wasn't doing shit and mm-hmm. I was like po- trying to post videos and playing shows with flub and doing tours with flub. And, uh, yeah, Rob from Zenith passage and Brett from Revocation were the homies and put in a good word. So it worked out. As oh, a yeah. drummer, guys, you guys all have like been hit up for gigs more than anybody. I obviously shows that that's just like the the lowest percentage of good musicians in death metal is the drummers because they need to be spread thin across so many bands, dude. So many bands are looking for a drummer. There's been so I mean Gabe, dude, Joseph, Joseph's got a fucking massive list of fucking shit that he's done. It's like I guess death metal drummers are just i'm a more rare i'm learning another set right now see (laughs) it's just like it it never stops dude yeah it it never stops with you guys and i wonder if it is just because it's so hard to be able to stop beat drums like well it's it's hard to find well it's also hard to find like you know drummer for one but then a drummer that you're down like to tour with a real yeah that you're down to like sit in a fucking van for fucking you know months with so that's another double-edged sword there's a million guitar players there's a million i would say there's mostly guitar players and then there's some bass players and then it goes down to drummers and then vocalists probably there's probably plenty of those right like in death metal yeah, yeah. i guess so i mean if you want to find a, someone just is there vocalists up. out there that have like a, a a roster like a drummer i don't think so mm-hmm. yeah that's probably true that's probably true yeah, drummers are the, are the most workmanlike of, of, of all the musicians well they're the, lot of- the they're blessed because they keep this shit going dude like yeah. if, if all of them just like fucking <laughs> raptured right now all the death metal drummers left the earth dude what the fuck would we do we'd go to fucking drummer from hell that's what yeah, we do. drum kit from hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. it wouldn't be that honest, bad. <laughs> if we're being honest that's what you're listening to most of the time when you're listening to most totally rap metal good. records today anyway. yeah, <laughs> yeah, i agree yeah, yeah. Real. well it's like that that new uh lorna shore i just listened to it, that double bass part i'm like is he really i don't really know if he's really <laughs> yeah. he's, awesome. he's ripping it for sure he's ripping yeah, no, he's i saw the, I saw the live shit but that's that's like it's like when you first heard uh gateways to annihilation and you hear that double bass you're just opening like, the uh, gates yeah, yeah but you didn't know like editing was a thing back then when i was a kid i was just like this guy's a god this guy's insane. i mean which he is you know but it's still like beat the feet yeah beat the feet yeah <laughs> they didn't edit on terrorizer they didn't edit on fucking all those early morbid records but gateway well yeah they probably was. that probably wasn't a pain <laughs> gateways yes, I know. definitely edited <laughs> yeah yeah gateways is like a straight-up drum machine sounding but uh love it (laughs) no i know that's what got me that's what like was the pretty much what walked me into death metal where i was like i officially yeah love death metal you know that was like the band i i saw i saw a couple old school death metal bands uh last this week and uh one of them did a show live without triggers which was kind of crazy broken hope played without drum triggers broken hope shout out to fucking those guys dude i fucking love that band dude they, they were pretty sick. sick. Um, but it's it's kind of crazy to hear a live death metal set without triggers. And uh, you actually hear that the kick drum mic was cranked and like occasionally would like feedback. And then I could see mm-hmm. literally I was standing by the sound <coughs> sound girl and she would turn, yeah. turn, it, turn it back down to keep that shit from not yeah. over, you know. Um, Doesn't Cannibal play without 
triggers still? Like, don't they do that? I don't I think know. so. You use them now. Yeah. I oh, think they, they probably do. Actually, yeah. so I saw Cannibal just, and actually what's funny is I think they have the triggers panned really hard left, right, or not super hard. Huh. But I remember being on one side of the stage and only hearing like the left well, kick d- drum. D- 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 yeah. So like oh. weird. every like, it just sounded like a daku daku like off you know like but it still it still worked but uh it was i'm wondering if like you're in the sitting standing in the middle of the stage would you hear both like the right probably would yeah 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 yeah. it could have been a tech issue it could have been what they were going for i'm not sure it definitely didn't kill the vibe it was still insane and and loud enough of the other drum that it wasn't like crazy but other people were looking at each other like yeah we, well, we kind of noticed it's this. funny to hard pan <laughs> something like that when the kit's like this <laughs> the kick drums aren't like across the stage from each other it's, it could uh, just be that one of the triggers was quiet that or the oh, mics yeah, on it was quiet mic- or yeah yeah yeah, yeah that sure. could have been it I, I didn't actually get to go check the other side yeah, yeah. um but I'm, I'm gonna say it triggers sound sick live they you know they 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 like the band before which- broken hope played with triggers that was devourment and that shit was fucking sick. So I'm I'm all for it now. Having seen yeah, both sides, cuts yeah. through the mix, man. It just cuts, cuts through the mix. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I'm really definitely not either it. way. As long hear. as the triggers yeah. don't sound fake, I want it to still have like a, like a real, real sample feel. sound. Yeah, yeah, like a real or even some feel. dynamics. Yeah, yeah. You could trick my dumb brain with that with real sounding triggers, but my dumb brain That's still picks up have. on the fake sounding triggers. Like sounds like there's quarters right on the hammer. Yeah, like the actual click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I what use that for the longest time. What do you uh, use, Jared, right now? What, yeah. What do you use right for now uh, I, your module? Um, what is it? The TM2? Yeah, yeah. that's what okay. I use. Yeah, nice. TM2. And the sound is basically the bass drum sound from Owls mixed with Dan Preslin's. Hell yeah. I use the Preslin sound snare too. Mixed yeah. together. Or kicks. Yeah. Oh, how did you mix it? Yeah, you blend it sick. yourself or? Uh, Brody ended up fucking with it a little bit. So that uh, I sent yeah. him that. I sent him the Dan present file because he's like, send it to me and I'll tweak it a little bit. So he just like blended them in a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's like the owls where Preslin knows my name. <laughs> how do you guys feel about triggered drums i mean triggered uh snare <laughs> uh i only by the I way i'm drinking again drum. tonight guys i got I know what I'm not. Going, dude. Like the only episode where i'm not <laughs> yeah uh, trigger yeah, snare just use, just use it for my bass drum that's pretty much it yeah but, uh i guess yeah. it helps with gating or compression i could be wrong but we might you can be get you can get into some, stuff you can get into some weird stuff. Like where if you have like a, if you just are mixing signals, if you're using a trigger and a mic, you can blend stuff. Uh, I'm, I mean, like, we're, isn't that what we were talking about doing Jared? I don't know. I'm, this is, yeah. This yeah. Is the tech. Yeah. That's we're we're going to, we're going to do that on the toms, I guess, I guess to make yeah. it pop out more. So it doesn't sound all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you can, I don't know, whatever, you know. Yeah, totally. Just play, play stuff. <laughs> well, you guys, right now, you wait, so you guys are all together practicing. So you guys are getting ready to go on tour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been we've been hitting it pretty hard. What's what's, what's the actual tour package again? It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's Black Dahlia Murder. That's um, right. After the burial, Carnifex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saw the flyer. Uh, That's right. Uh, undeath. Und- und- undeath. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's sick, man. 
That's sick. So uh, that video you just dropped yesterday, <laughs> day before, day before. Yeah. What's the, the concept? The behind that? I literally just uh, watched it in my my sick state just right before the podcast and was like, dude, it's fucking yeah. it's crazy. I love that. I love that shot that you guys got of the all like the circle shot. That's mm-hmm. like one of the cooler shots I've seen in like a death metal fucking band. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, was, that turned out pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it was just like it's a song about kind of slipping into like, uh, like depressive, weird habits. So the bathtub imagery just it just gradually getting grosser and filling up with just you know muck is just a pretty straightforward imagery. But it was uh, it, it felt like like striking and kind of you know fit the tone of the song really there's not too yeah. much more to it than that definitely no it definitely yeah. worked i mean so you guys had a, i mean so jared uh from archaic is one of my best friends in town here but um he was randomly wearing a rivers hat right before owls came out probably two months before owls came out and i asked him i just remember asking him like what's up with that band i see that name everywhere like what the fuck is like what's this band about he's like they're sick and then you guys dropped owls like a month later and i was like holy shit like and that was like (laughs) your your coming out party pretty much right and jared that was your first album that you were on with them correct correct yeah so that that album i I finished up the monarchy cycle with them okay okay got it yeah um how was it going from that because i mean you guys definitely were well established before that but how what's your guys's like I can't think of words right now, perspective or whatever of going from, you know, the last album to how humongous of a success uh, Owls was. Cause all of a sudden you guys were just like, boom, headlining stuff. Like right after that, it, everyone loved it. It was like everyone's album of the year. Um, it just exploded. So what was your guys' perspective of that going from the last album to Owls? It was, I mean, it was definitely a very, uh, very interesting time. Like, and it's like something that we, didn't really expect or whatsoever really like we did monarchy and like we we recorded we did that record and we were like super super proud of of monarchy you know and it was the first time we had recorded anything with like any lineup changes or anything like that and it there's some things you know there was just some people rooting for us not to get monarchy done really like and it and it it uh it was a good, it felt good for us to do it. We were really proud of it. And the response was just uh, not amazing. So it was kind of a kick in the balls a little bit, you know, it was like, it, it was good, good enough response, but it was, it was just, you know, sort of middling and, and not really what we were looking for. And then, but like at, at first at least, and then it seemed to kind of grow as, you know, as it, as the record got older, strangely enough. And then when we were, we were just writing owls kind of almost like as a way as it's just sort of like, like just being like, you know what, maybe this might be it for us, you know, like we're going to do this thing. And like, who knows if anybody's going to care and like, you know, we're getting, you know, we're getting a little older and it's like, we can't be in this band that nobody cares about and like really set, keep sacrificing for it, you know? So yeah. we were we're just, doing what we wanted though at the same time at that time. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing. It was just owls was like, you know, like us just doing like saying yes to uh, all these ideas and just we're doing doing exactly what we felt like we wanted to do and not like having that like tech death expectation 
you know, hanging over our heads. I, like, it's funny going from like, we were like a little concerned on like monarchy. We were like, Oh, we're going to have acoustic guitars on this record. That's kind of, kind of edgy for us guys. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, and then it was just like on owls. It was just like floodgates open. Like just do whatever it does. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are, do you guys ever plan on having, I know the, you know, everyone probably asked you a million times with the, the saxophone stuff. Cause that definitely stuck out a lot you know to a lot of people and and you brought him even on tour right you brought the the saxophone player on. i think i saw you guys live and you guys brought him out is that something we have that patrick you guys are... with us too oh cool are you guys yeah, doing patrick any more of that um are you guys doing is he from is he from west cyborg octopus yeah we had him fill in for uh for our full u.s headliner oh nice which was sick that's, yeah that's awesome is that is that continuing on the next album uh, uh, if Zach isn't available, I would say if that, I mean, I so there's, there's saxophone on the next. I mean, you might have already might have already heard it in the first two songs. I'm just out of it. But oh, um, no, yeah, no. there are there is there's sax on the new record. Yeah. Where did you get the inspiration nice. to do something like that? Uh, I mean, like it's. Uh, it's it's interesting because it's like it's like uh, we know that like other metal bands had done it before us. Like we know, like, you know, people are, you know, kind of quick to, sometimes to point out, it's just like, it's, you know, like it's not that original of idea. I don't know what everybody's so up in arms about. And it's like, yeah, it's fine. But I, I think it's just the context. And it's like, again, like me and me and Brody are like both, like we're really obsessed with like Pink Floyd and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And like, when you listen to Floyd, you just like, there's like, guitar solos and saxophone solos all over the place like and they're just like intermingling and like everybody talks all the time about you know david gilmore how sick he is and like obviously justified but like there's like lots of saxophone stuff happening and i was just like you know that's kind of cool why don't like why don't we like kind of bring that sort of vibe in too like why can't that be a thing why does it just have to always be guitar solos and metal you know well, the cool thing about the the vibe that it brings on your album because i've definitely heard bands where it's just like it's kind of just feels like not to be rude to them but it's kind of like the, it's just sax to have sax in it you know what i mean yeah. it's not like mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of it yeah for the sake to... of it like i know that like in in rivers like it it adds to the the melody a lot like it's actually the it's a part that gets stuck in your head you know it's a, it's not just like a, oh a random sax solo over here it's like part of the melody and actually like contributes to the song you know it's not just like oh here's a little sax part and like you know it's like actually is like going along with guitars and, and bass and stuff and actually working to the the main structure of the songs so that's where i think a lot of people like like glommed onto it with you guys and and basically and and it's weird being a metalhead too and you know when i think maybe even i had those thoughts too in the beginning i'm like oh that's been done before like i don't know where that comes from but it's like it's almost like a metal show me elitist. an original idea right now dude no i know like, i know seriously everything is such a dumb no that's i mean <laughs> just like the dumb ignorant metalhead comes out of you just like oh well you know i know a band that's done that wind like, instruments <laughs> are still a minority in metal though dude you know yeah so yeah either even if people have heard it before it's still not widely used to have no definitely no and, and if it's metal. used so well and tastefully though is mm-hmm. what i'm pointing out that it's not just in there to be in there it's in there to add to the song you know and i think that's where mm-hmm. it kind of separates himself from you know other bands that have used it yeah i'd like yeah. to say too um so i was actually at work just about to come home and our sax teacher uh kevin 
shout out to Kevin. Uh, he's a, in, in a band that does like experimental metal stuff. And I, I can't remember the name, but he, uh, he was talking about stuff. Then I was like, yeah, man, have you ever heard rivers of Nile? We just came up in the conversation and he was like, Oh man, I love that band. Like so into it. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going to interview them tonight. And he was just, what? Like he couldn't do it. <laughs> I was like, dude, yeah. So I added them. He added the podcast and he's, he's probably check it out. But I'm, I'm interested in hearing it, dude. And yeah. I always like to hear experimental and, and metal in the I same for, sentence. Yeah. And he, I forgot he told me too, that I think, um, uh, Jared, that you taught like a, an online drum lesson to his girlfriend. Like they're like young. Oh, like for sure. 18 night or something. I think he's like in his twenties or something, but, um, but yeah, man, super cool and i was like dude no he was like all about it and then he like puts on his phone like that song i mean what i can't remember the name of the song but it's the one that like breaks down with that super sick sax solo then it like goes into this whole part and he was like showing the desk staff like dude listen to this like, mm-hmm. like go listen to this whole <laughs> album it was so funny dude i was like do you guys do you guys get like like because of that do you guys get like sax player like new fans that are sax players mainly uh you know i want to say that we've met a couple people that are like sax you know or sax or generally jazz people that are like mm-hmm. just yeah. morbidly interested in what's going on with us uh I, I, in some ways but you know it's not a super yeah. uh super common thing well, I think like it's, it's just it's just like the the debt like i we as death metal fans i think really forget just how abrasive these elements are to people who don't listen to this regularly so like yeah. <laughs> your jazz fans are going to hear a, the very first you know death metal growl and the very first d- stroke of double bass and they're gonna be like i'm out i'm done <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah saxophones are no i can't do this for me i kind of went backwards with uh like with listening to crazy death metal first and then like i just saw about three weeks ago i just saw king crimson and you know i've gone like kind of first starting death metal technical crazy stuff and then going backwards into like jazz and you know from there whereas some people will start with jazz and go into death metal just because of the technicality of it but it definitely like when you put something like that in the music you put like a cool different kind of feel in the music i think it can influence people to check out you know more older school stuff like king crimson and all the other like trippier bands and stuff like that all right but uh, who's, who's everyone's favorite saxophone player um oh shit i mean <laughs> kind of bird right but like patrick corona oh, <laughs> yeah I, I mean we have to i have to give a shout out to to zach strauss <laughs> nice yeah you, know, you know he's both, just yeah uh, both of them well is it, yeah i mean zach i mean like if you talk about like you know the melodies that he's put on our our stuff you know that's oh, he's just on like point yeah nice. yeah I mean, he's just he's like that's all all the credit in the world to that guy you know he's just yep. such a he's an excellent musician has a great ear and like we don't really have to give him much direction at all and he comes up with great shit but you know so other than that i uh i don't know saxophone players uh I, if we're talking king crimson since, since we are like that you know mel collins comes to mind yeah <laughs> yeah you know. always like yeah. Paul Desmond, who played in the Dave Brubeck oh, yeah. Quartet. Paul Desmond, yeah. That, like, really sweet alto kind of style. I mean, Coltrane yeah. is just, like, the coolest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coltrane is the coolest. The coolest. Yeah. And then sure. he went the most far out, for sure. Uh, I mean, until, yeah. until that was the point, and then there was a whole other style. But, yeah, I was just wondering. Um, does Zach also play in Barrel in the Sky? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that, that album, I'm They're really... Sick. 
Is that album out yet? Because I've heard all the singles from it. The new I think it album. is. Yeah, yeah. I got to check out that whole album. The last single, like, really, I was like, holy shit! I like sent it to the guys in in Dreamer, and I'm like, this is this is the other the other band we should be hitting <laughs> up, guys. Like doing the same kind of prog death metal thing. Yeah, so, yeah, they're, they're ripping, ripping, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Very you guys safe. should check them out. Burial in the sky. Yeah. Yeah, Super cool, like visualizer video. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so, Jared, I wanted to ask you about because um, we had them on, we had Flub on, but um, you know, oh yeah, spending my time in Sacramento and stuff, and getting to see um, that really cool scene that's that's forming out there and stuff, and um, you know, what's his, uh, Eloy showed us some new Flub stuff that he's writing. Is there like uh, any kind of tentative uh, recording schedule for that, or is it still just being written, or is there any kind of plan? Um, I actually just saw, I saw them last week, like right before I flew out here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there's a plan, uh, pretty much. I just need to listen to the songs and then write pretty much right. When I get back from this tour, I'm going to start, uh, at Fang studios with Nick, I believe. And, uh, I don't know, just kind of going to jump in it, see how it goes, see what I could do. And see what I come up with. Um, yeah, I think the, the last album that we came out with, I was like practicing for six months, like nonstop every single day. And then we recorded that. I got that done really quick. And then, um, I think for this one, it would be kind of cool to improvise as well as just like keeping it fresh in my head. Um, and they're cool with that. Uh, they, they know it's, they know, they're good dudes fucking yeah i'm really excited with this material uh it is a very it's super different compared to what we came out with last time so um yeah I mean, i'm hearing all those trying new things the, yeah the, the stuff that you is throwing in there now i'm just like jesus christ man that kid's a kid's a freak dude <laughs> kid's like, yeah. definitely a freak yeah, of nature. He's sick. you guys yeah. just got represented by a new uh touring uh booking company right Oh, dynamic. Yeah. 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 That's what's his name. That's a, uh, that's a uh, Liam, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 He plays awesome. bass in club as well. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Hope to see you guys hit some. I mean, I feel like you guys will get some cool opening slots. If I mean, especially if rivers doesn't do anything, but I'm sh- sure you're going to be pretty fucked for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool with that, man. I'm cool to tour and, if there's a time where flub is touring and I'm able to tour, I'll, like I'll do that. And then, you know, if rivers has a tour right after that, I'll just head on over. So it's all good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just always like filling in for bands and stuff, trying to stay on the road and all that. But, um, mm-hmm. glad to get back at it with rivers and we could do what we need to do. And yeah, if I have free time, I'll do what I need. Can you talk about the uh, inspiration? Because it fucking cracks me up behind the uh, the Fuel Fridays. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that one video of you, like with the with the pipe or whatever, and when you grab it, just without. I'm never. Fuels. I'm never doing pot again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was crying at work randomly watching that. I was like, "This shit's fucking hilarious, man." Where did that come from? Uh, it came from Tegan, uh, my girlfriend. Um, she wanted to do. I don't know. We just talked about fuel by Metallica and how sick it is. 
uh, and uh, <laughs> Spider-Man. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just to get people hyped, I guess. It's Friday. It's the end of the work week and make people laugh. I like making people laugh, doing a bunch of dumb shit. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Was It's all her, really, truthfully. And then uh, I just kind of, you know, trying to impress this lady and yeah, yeah. Uh, do a are, bunch of d- dumb are we silly always stuff. Trying to impress our ladies, dude. Isn't We're that why we exist? Peacocking. Doing doing dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's our version of peacocking is is yep. trying to get laughs and be a an idiot. Laughs are important. Man. <laughs> Look at my laughs stuff. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So. Girls literally uh, yeah, only want one thing. Pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> laughs. They just want the laughs. Oh, big old laughs. And they're in it for the walls. <laughs> they want like eight inch laughs. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> do you work like at a brewery or something? I'm seeing on your store. Or what do you what do you do at work? It seems like there's beer involved. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. uh, I wash kegs at Great Basin. Okay. Um, and. Uh, I help out with the production, uh, bottling and canning um, production in that facility. Uh, I help out with brewing, but I don't know shit. I just like mm-hmm. help them move grain or, you know, c- cut up jalapenos or, you know, that's pretty much it. And they're, they're cool with you touring. They let you go. They don't trip on it too hard. They let you back. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go back. Um, so yeah if they need me i told them i'd, I'd be there so they're like nice yeah i've been yeah. doing it like on and off for like six years like through a temp agency and oh, then okay. yeah i would get other jobs uh the one before that i was working at 1-800 got junk in like cleaning up hoarder houses oh, shit. Oh, Danny shit. Bohegan used to do that dude. that shit was tight dude, that shit find any good t- shit he used to find some good shit dude do you find anything good um, to keep I found a lot of rain Allegedly. Well, to keep. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're supposed to donate it and stuff. Yeah, but, but like a good uh, bottle of whiskey. I don't know. I d- actually did come across some whiskey. I found, I think the funniest thing I've ever found was a lunchbox with a crack pipe and a big black dildo in it. That was pretty <laughs> sick. It's the party lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's my go bag, dude. It's right at the front door. It's there when I need sick. it. It's, if I need to bounce, dude, it's there. Dude. <laughs> Always by my side. You know? <laughs> the homie. But uh, so what else? Yeah, I've come across some hoarder houses like trash filled up to the ceiling or like picking up a mattress from some rich person that's just animals like, kick in, it out. you ever huh? seen seen like dead animals and shit underneath piles of shit in a house oh for sure yeah 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 uh there's yeah. this old older lady um we were cleaning up newspaper and like needles and stuff from like on on the ground and shit and then we lifted up the couch and there were just like dead cats underneath and it's oh. like God. i was looking for that thank you so much <laughs> i know how many times have you heard that in a hoarder house yeah like, oh, oh there it is there it is i think i think the worst one is like oh can you do me a favor and take my husband it's <laughs> like at the end of the spiel you're just like if there's anything else we could do while we're here and you're like yeah, oh yeah. oh 
take my husband. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Come up with a silly go- joke, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Come, that'll break, you know, rack up the quote. Sorry, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think it's an old. That's a Rodney Dangerfield Dangerfield joke. It's like, ah, my wife. Eh, you could take her. I don't know. He's got like one of those. Take my wife, please. Yeah. Take my wife, please. I it's like a. I get no respect. Category of jokes. My wife. My wife. Do you have any like any kind of employment, Adam, that you're doing, or are you just? Is it just music? Music. No, I, I've uh, I've been filling my time uh, landscaping in my okay. in my uh, hometown of Richmond, Virginia, my current hometown. <laughs> nice, so, yeah. That's been it's been an adventure. You know, I like like working outside and all that stuff. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Dan Eggers, uh, guitar player, Odious, he uh, does landscaping for a living too. I think still. He's done some dope shit. I've seen pictures of his stuff. It's it becomes an art form if you really think about it. If, or I guess that's horticulturist. If somebody says, "Hey, yeah, I mean, do up my my front and backyard," and then you come with like designs and shit, and you go back and forth. But like, it is an art, and you're using living things. It's kind of cool. It's 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 definitely interesting. I mean, like, there's you know, I I I'm not like. I'm not like a horticulturist by any, any means. I, I work with a dude who is, and like, you know, I've learned a lot about, you know, plant life through doing this kind of thing and like what mm-hmm. to do with plants and stuff. But it's just interesting just watching, you know, just think like the land try and take itself back over in sort of a way. Yeah, like, dude. It totally it's just is. like, you just kind of have to like go take out the trash, the earth trash. It's, uh, <laughs> it's almost what it's like. <laughs> it totally it's, is. Dude. It's, it's a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. If you break it down, if you think too hard about it, but you know, you just shut your brain off and know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good way to trash. Thing, so. Yeah. so back to rivers. When is that album drop? September the twenty fourth, nice of, mm. of this of this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you guys going to be on tour during that, or is it going to be when you get back? No, it'll, we'll, we'll, we'll be, be on tour. Th- yeah, we'll be in the thick of it by then. I think it's towards the end of the tour. It, it drops officially. Will you guys yeah. be selling it earlier? And probably can't do that, right? We uh, we won't be selling it early. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> you should do what uh, what Bill did when we were in De- when uh, when I was in Decrepit. He would do like he'd put like a couple copies, advanced copies, on the stage, and he'd be like, "If you guys can get past security and me, mm-hmm. then you guys get." <laughs> and security would just be like, "Fuck you!" And, you know, like the whole yeah. crowd would start like coming up and he's trying a, to like fight for it and shit. <laughs> he, he's a crazy. He's a crazy cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, is uh definitely doesn't the the thing is everyone thinks he lives in the tree, but that that would be funny. But I wish he kind of did. But no, he lives <laughs> in a tent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he lives, right. no, he just creates his own like earth like houses on the side of a no, his, his yeah his house his setups are pretty dope, dude. When you yeah, I've been to a couple. When he shows you pictures and you're like, oh, dude, that, that actually looks <laughs> yeah. like a fucking kick it spot. He's got like a fucking <laughs> generator and shit, and like it's like a little yeah. house, and then like. And the state parks people go like get the fuck out of here dude what are you doing and then he's all fuck the state park (laughs) (laughs) and then he finds another state park to go (laughs) just bring up state park rangers to him just just listen because you got about 45 minutes of screaming coming your way (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah well fuck yeah dude i'm probably uh gonna start wrapping this up but so september 24th you said the new album's coming out 
fucking check it out. I know you guys are fucking on the East Coast too, and uh, probably you probably feel like me, but like without the cold. Mm. But uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> it's fucking, been a long day, but yeah, yeah. So jamming's going good. How many times a day are you jamming? We usually just have like one concentrated practice a day. Like it's kind of like you know we're, we rely on everybody because we live so spread apart that um, you know we you have to kind of keep up on your shit you know, in your own time. But then when we get together, it's like, you know, we're just kind of getting in that mode of like playing together every day, you know? Yeah. So, it's, you know, like until like this song, like it's already we're starting to reach a point where like the songs are kind of boring and it's like, that's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're just yeah. in the pocket. It's like, you don't have to think about it. You just jam yeah. just comes out. We've been yeah. doing like four or five hour practices. And if it, if there's a, a part that we uh, need to work on. We'd kind of just play the song again. I think we played I wanted to fo- ask focus like eight times today or some shit. <laughs> it's pretty early. So am I cutting it too early? Yeah, you were cutting it a little early. <sighs> I'm just all dizzy, but, uh, but I actually wanted to ask you Adam real quick. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I saw you at, um, at uh, Ace, not Ace of Spades, but uh, the place in Sacramento that changed names. Holy Diver. Holy Diver. Holy. Di- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember how like amazing your bass tone sounded, and I was like outside oh. talking to you, and I was like, I was like, what the fuck amp are you using? You're I'm just using a pedal, dude, going straight to the house. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Those things sound <laughs> insane, man. Is that pretty much gonna be like your your tour rig? Yeah, that's my that's my that's my jam. I mean, I use a I use a cab now, but I mean, it's mostly just for stage stage sound feel. Yeah. Um, every you know my line still just it goes out of that same pedal <laughs> so yeah uh, it's just the the classic old, old uh dark glass b7k yeah. sounds great i mean what really blew my mind with it is that i could hear you perfectly and it was yeah. like that was like it sounded like i mean the sound system they got there is pretty nice too they redid everything there and it sounds really good but uh it really like cut you know what i mean it was like yeah super fucking sick sounding yeah, that's always I appreciate that. And that's always kind of like, you know, I don't know, my just my inner ego thing. It's just like I just need this, like I just need this to cut right through this mix. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it's always like a really hot signal. I'm the guy who turns up too loud all the time, you know. That sounds great. <laughs> I, I like, mean I like loud bass and that's what uh too. I've noticed for like a lot. I mean, Trevor talks about too, he just recorded an album too, but you kept for bass players, you kind of gotta fight. You got to fight for you to cut. I mean, for volume, because yeah. um, a lot of recording engineers will turn you down and you got to like really like kind of push them, you know, no, a little louder, a little louder, little, you know, until like it's finally cutting through because a lot of like a lot of bands just bury it. And it's just it's maybe it's kind of like if you put it in a really good system, you can hear it pretty good, but it really just gets a lot of metal out. Yeah. Fucking put it in the, you know, it's the least amount of what you can hear pretty much. Oh, I want to say that most engineers i've ever worked with have been pretty sheepish about you know bass volume and and mix uh, and, and like which is weird to me because it's yeah. like I, I don't know like i play the instrument so i have this like you know affinity for it but like it's it's really what makes any of this shit heavy at all to me <laughs> like i mean like totally the guitar, like the guitars are like heavy like they are that sound that buzzsaw sound that you need but the the bass is the only thing that's making it feel heavy. In my, in my later years, the rhythm section has has become more important to me than anything else. When I listen to a band, I'm more so listening to the drums and bass. 
Yeah, I mean, if it's, like, if, it's like, if it's like deicide and it's like Glenn Benton, you probably don't really care yeah, about the bass yeah, yeah. too much. But like, because but if it's like a, a band that's really focusing on heavy and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't, I wonder what the purpose is, the engineer's purpose of hiding it or not turning it up loud enough. It's probably you know I think most engineers have this like kind of, it, you know, so a lot of engineers at least have this idea where it's just like they rarely get bass players that are any good in their in, yeah. their in their chairs so they're just used to sticking it right down at that's you know suboptimal db range mm-hmm. it's uh it's like if you have you know something that you feel like you need to contribute to the mix overall and you just need to fight that fader up a little bit more it, it's it can it can be kind of like uh it can be you know kind of a uh, soul crushing process if you think about it it's just like man maybe i'm not good enough to be turned up but it's just like you know from what i've found it really is just it's just people just want to keep that volume you know the bass volume low for whatever reason fucking bass haters yeah, are, you a, are you a pick <laughs> are you a pick player or a finger player i vote yeah i've always been a finger finger style guy you know mm-hmm. uh, you know, originally started playing a pick with a pick, but I, when I got about three years in, I just like, you know, I just was like, no, get away from that. Like I, I got in, you know, super elitist bass player headspace where it's just like, Oh, pick that's not really playing bass, which I, I is a totally wrong at thought <laughs> in my opinion now. Um, you it's know, kind but of I back it though. <laughs> I mean, I was, like, a, I was kind of a fake bass player. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, I like, the, no, I, you know, like the, there's i think some of the best bass players are ones that that play with a pick you know like right now you know like it's just you can have some totally lazy dudes doing it and just like playing it because they you know they never got good enough guitar i or think whatever, who's but, the best pick bass player i mean in metal i'd probably say just justin chancellor from tool right i'd probably be the one that cuts through the most yeah and i think dude dude from dude from gojira sticks out pretty good oh to yeah me. Yeah, that's they put him low in the mix though too on their albums. I really, I mean, on the newer one, I can hear more than usual, but it seems like he's kind of cut down. I mean, live too. I can't. I mean, I can not really hear him too well. You know what I mean? It's it's not. It's I. I don't think it's ever. I think it's usually with them. I always kind of appreciate it because it's like dude is playing the root. Like he's in there. He's playing the bass parts. You know, and and playing them hard as fuck with a pick. And you know. Uh, I've I've seen him live a couple times and just like marveled at how tight that sounds. You know, it's not out there to be flashy or anything like that. It's yeah. there to support that frequency. Exactly. And I think that that I you know the older I get, the more I appreciate that that style. Like, it's just there to accent the guitar. It's not there to be a, like a real separate like a standout instrument. It's there to make the guitar sound providing better. a particular tone. Yeah, you're just like a, a like you know, a girthiness to, to the sound, you know? Well, shout Good out point. to, to Murray from severed savior. Did, did, didn't he use like fingers and a pick? Like he would, change? yeah. So there was, so me, Murray and uh, Ivan who's in deeds now, but, um, we basically made these, like, I mean, me and Ivan made these like little thumb picks for a while where we could do both. You know what I mean? We put like, mm-hmm. it was like one of these guitar picks that had a little loop on it and we put grip tape on the inside of it. And so I could do like finger style when I want to do it, I could play, super fast 16th or whatever i want to do i could do you know what i mean but um he ended up it's it ends up just like pointing around your finger after a while no matter how much grip tape you put on then it's just like well i guess it's fingers now it's you know so it basically he ended up just getting like a bunch of glue 
and just gluing it, gluing a pick to his thumb is what he does. He just straight up gets really? like you talking about Ivan? Glue. Yeah, he gets this yeah. gnarly glue Ivan from Deeds. And okay, he literally oh, just like he just it. like lets go and it's still stuck to his finger <laughs> while he's yeah, so yeah. He's just drinking at the end of the night with like a pick on his thumb. <laughs> yeah, he can't. That's all there for a few days. Yeah, it's like it'll come off tomorrow, dude. It's chill. So, so how did Murray do it then? Murray just put grip tape on it. Yeah, yeah, and then he would throw it in his mouth. His when mouth, and then do so the that's he right. might, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So he still did the sickest, the sickest move of all time. We were like on a little mini tour with them, and I stood up in the very front, and he like fucking he he right right before a tapping part, he flicked it and just hit me in the eye, and then started laughing and then doing. I was like, Jesus, man, that's a rock star move, you fucking dick. You got there, Joseph. (laughs) You're reminding me. I was gonna do this. Uh, Shout out to Murray. Oh, unboxing. We're unboxing. Joseph is unboxing a. Baseball jersey vomit one. sent by Murray. From nice, Santa. dude. Oh, yeah. 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 Sick, man. Oh, I can't. Shout out, Murray. Screen. Sorry, I was trying to get I a got, full screenshot, but I got bad news about mine, but hopefully I get it back. So we were at uh, me and um, Pat Kenny were going through security, leaving PsychoFest, and um, this lady held me up getting a body scan. And I was like, what the fuck? She's like just yelling at me to pull my shorts up above my belly button i don't know why the fuck she was like extre- i know it was weird and i was like what the what? fuck like I, I told her right away i'm like i'm like is my butt hanging out like is my ass hanging out and she's like, hurry up do it i'm like jesus so after i'm done with this whole charade i go back to go pick up my bag out of the little like tray thing that goes to the x-ray thing and it's fucking gone and i'm like uh the guy's like oh wasn't it where is it it's not down here i'm like dude it was right next to where my keys and all my oh, shit is man. and so my Did you go back to that lady and you're like where's I had to do this and now my bag's gone. What's I was going just, on I was so burnt and I was just like, Did, was know, there, I was, what, what important stuff was in that bag? Murray's two Murray jerseys, um, a bunch of like, just, I don't know, clothes and stuff. And just, you know, a bunch of stuff that can be replaced minus the Murray, Murray jerseys. But I did have a, like a, some, an identifying something in there. So, and the, and they went and they grabbed the guy's backpack that, that he forgot and they took it over to TSA and they, I watched them open it. And they pulled out a decrepit birth shirt. So I was like, maybe he'll like uh, look me up or something. Te- yeah, and like, yeah. and so he did. And he's sending it to me. So he, oh, he's, nice. in Phil- he's in Philadelphia, though. So it's going to be a while. But so do you have his bag? bag? What's up? Do you have his bag or does he have to hit up TSA? No, because dude, he must have been hung over as fuck. Because we I mean, basically what I learned and I'm doing this from now on is don't fucking get a black backpack. Just get like a neon pink one or something. Just get one that like stands out because same like, thing with luggage dude i learned that a while ago everybody gets yeah. a black luggage bag yeah you got to go for something that stands out yeah that's that's a lesson learned i'm gonna get or like if i get a black backpack i'm gonna tie a bunch of like pink and like neon stuff to it so it like looks weird or something totally dude because my backpack was brand new his was like this old beat up jan sport i'm like dude come on dude are you that hung over that you grab mine <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah but yeah he found me on facebook he's all did you leave a bag at the airport and i'm like thank mm-hmm. god so uh that's cool how uh yeah. thank thank it's god it's cool that Facebook. you still had your wallet and all that shit so you could still no his house keys were in his bag so he he got fucked oh, harder than i did oh man but uh yeah don't keep that kind of shit in your backpack either <laughs> lessons learned but yeah so i'm gonna get my merseys back is what i'm saying i thought yeah. i lost them and was gonna have to like i was gonna send murray money even though he keeps you know he'd probably just send me another one but i don't want to to go through all that you know what i mean yeah uh, it's yeah. like sentimental shit so it was my first uh-huh. time wearing that baseball one at psycho fest and just gone psycho fest dude give us a real quick recap of that shit um it was fucking awesome i a childhood band joseph saw me <laughs> I was, oh yeah 
So it was me and Pat. Um, Poison the Well played opposite of December all the way through. And when I was a kid that in high school, that was a big humongous deal. That to was me. your jam. And uh, actually, me and Derek from the Faceless, um, we're in this band called Taste of Blood back in high school. And we like straight up covered like three of those songs off that album for our Battle of the Bands in um, senior year and won the Battle of the Bands and stuff. Nice. So like it was like those songs were like I wasn't expecting to get like all emotional watching it, but, but uh, I literally was like watching yeah. it, but I was smiling with just like a tears coming out. Of yeah, eyes, they like brought you back to who you were at that age. Yeah. And then Joseph, it. as the first like tear comes down, Joseph comes up to me. Hey, what's up, man? I'm just like crying. I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> he was like up like the House of Blues is set up so you can be like on the total floor or like up kind of where the bar is a bit higher. So I like cruise down like I'm on the floor and I see Joel up, up above me and I'm like, and my friends like it's joel it's joel and then i like go up to him i'm like what's up dude i was expecting him to be like let's go get a drink you know whatever and he's just like yeah. hey. and then i just like i like realize what's yeah, happening dude, Kelly I'm, like, I'm like yeah. joel's having his moment and then i like keep looking at him for the rest of the set waiting for his moment to going. and like the whole it's fine, time dude, it's fine the you fucking whole time he's crying and like nice. like this is a long moment. allergies dude i don't know what you're fucking talking about <laughs> yeah so I, I like didn't yeah so then it wasn't during that set that we hung out but we hung out later so yeah the no, first dude, night that's was a... bananas it was basically a, i mean i hung out with cephalic probably the most because that's who i was planning to hang out it was me and dan kenny and uh just met up with cephalic and then it hung out with a bass player slipknot for like nine hours in a hotel room and just like argued about music the whole time which was fucking fun he's super funny hell yeah um and then yeah i heard the new slipknot which was pretty cool and then basically just running around and meeting different people and hanging out with corpse grinder and all these people and like just and there was this one bar where like everyone was at you know what i mean it was like you just walk by i'm like oh there's matt pike there's corpse grinder there's you know like just uh braun from uh from uh, Mastodon, took my yeah. fucking my phone when I was FaceTiming Trevor, who's like, you know, I'm a huge Mastodon fan too, but you just took my phone and like fucking talked to uh, Trevor for a while and like FaceTime and then like he handed the phone back to me and Trevor's face was like, <laughs> he was like so, he was so like overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Like, but yeah, it was just, you know, just meeting a bunch of cool people and um, yeah, it's it definitely, hopefully next year it won't be so weird and awkward because it seemed like it was kind of a bad idea to go you know but i've been planning it for so long just because of how shit's running rampant right now with covid and it just seemed kind of like a stupid idea to go but i was like whatever dude i got tickets you know like seven or right when covid like mellowed out i got tickets and spent like two thousand dollars on hotel rooms tickets flights all the things and was just like i don't want to cancel all this shit i'm just gonna fucking go and i got the vaccination and whatever but hopefully uh yeah Hopefully I'm fine. We'll find and out. All you listeners, just so you know, Joel doesn't have COVID. He didn't get it from PsychoFest. He's saying he's sick right now. Yeah, I mean, I took a home test, so I think, and it said negative, but I also went to the doctor and took a real. Oh, so when do you get that tomorrow. back? Uh, I think tomorrow or the next day. But, Damn, it's um, still that long, huh? Should be yeah. tomorrow. We'll post it in the dis- the, the description. Basically. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know what the results. We'll let you know if Joel's yeah. fucking positive or negative, dude. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I might, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all Fuck, fine, man. you know. But well, you're uh, vaccinated shouldn't be as bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just headaches, and I'm just yeah. sleeping like 14 hours a day. But um, Damn, yeah, man. But yeah, it was well, a time that you, I'll never uh, forget. Can you still yeah. smell your farts? Fail in the yeah. best way possible. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. I want that exactly. death dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh. I, hopefully, test. I want to see uh Rivers. You guys should play that next year. I, I really so, think you guys would fit in on that bill. It's really, really random be between like stoner rock, death metal, old school death metal, new school death metal. It's just like 
That was that Mandalay yeah. Bay. Mandalay Bay. Mandalay yeah. Bay. There's like three or four stages, through, and it's just there's one stage outside, like with water and you know, like sand and crazy. It's like it's yeah, like I mosh pits in the water and stuff. And it's fun, dude. Yeah, it's it's definitely a cool event. I really recommend everyone go. I mean, usually it sells out within you know a day or two, but because of the current situation we're in and bands mm-hmm. dropping off from Europe because they can't get in. Um, a lot of people were refunded, but still, there was still a mm. shit ton of people there. There was thousands of people there. So, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely. I mean, looks fun. Yeah, no, it's just a party. It goes by in fucking three, like it's shout three out. four days, but it's gone for like, in like twenty seconds. Feels like shout out, shout out to Nate uh, oh, from Ontogeny. Yeah, I, I saw pictures. No, I missed him. I know. Oh, in, I saw pictures too. Ran into I Nate. got jealous at many pictures, and that was one of them. I was like, oh man. We watched. Yeah, we watched. I should be there. We watched some Cannibal Corpse together outside at the pool, which oh, was wow. fucking awesome. Oh, and he was tight. like, he was like in Vegas to like take some exam, like not even there for the show, but he was like happened to be oh, there. So for he like the a union ticket. and shit. Or yeah, exactly. He's a sheet metal, sheet metal guy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I hung out with Dan Kenny and, and, and um, that was the other guest of the pod who I hung out with. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of my friends. Um, nice, it was all good. I wore a mask. I feel okay. Fingers crossed. So, yeah. Boom. So Joseph, yeah. uh, these, these guys are playing at house of blues in San Diego. I think it's on the 19th. I was looking at the flyer rivers. Um, yeah. With the, like the black Dahlia tour. Oh yeah. Let's um, do it. Oh, I'll be in uh, I'll be up in Santa Cruz then. Oh, are you guys playing in the Bay area? Like probably the day before or after I guess play Berkeley, right? Berkeley. Yeah. Berkeley yeah. Theater. Cool. Probably oh, sold out. That whole tour yeah. is starting to sell out. Hmm. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's sold yes. out. A few shows at the San Diego one's not sold, or at least on the flyer it says. I don't know. But be down. I've seen you guys. Uh, I saw you guys on that Hate Eternal tour, then the oh, Monarchy wow. Cycle, um, and that was amazing. And uh, <laughs> I just wanted to shout out Monarchy because you were saying I didn't get the response that. Uh, owls got after owls and um maybe it's been building towards it but i remember monarchy just fucking doing it for me i was just like holy shit this me is too, the sickest man. shit ever <laughs> yeah um so that one i i, I have to say Thank like you. um is is still maybe my favorite and the title track is just like the heaviest fucking thing well, what's it's cool about so owls sick. is that what's owls kind of made me reverse engineer you guys' discography and it's fucking yeah. i'm like I'm like, yeah, I listen to Monarchy. I'm like, why isn't this just as like it's so sick still? Like it still like has that river sound. It's like has a it's a little different style, but it's pretty much the same style. You know what I mean? It still has the same feeling yeah. to me. That's kind of that atmospheric, but like brutal and like has really cool different um changes in it. And I was like, this is fucking I think I think a lot of fans are gonna do the same thing too and just jump back and check that one out. Yeah, it's just it just was like um I guess like conscious seed the first record we did mm-hmm. was like, uh, you know, it, it, it did really well for us. Like it was like a really successful thing. We got a lot to do lots of cool tours with it. Like we toured with like death to all and, and like we I did a bunch of other cool shit. And we did like white chapel and devil driver and like a bunch of big shit off of that record. And like, honestly, like we, you know, not to, not to talk, shit on anybody involved or whatever it's just like I, we walked away from that record not super happy with it the first one and and then you know so that caused some issues within the band i guess and then um which led to you know us you know mixing up the formula for monarchy 
and coming out of that, it just, and it just didn't do the same things for us. Just like a lot of tours fell apart that we were supposed yeah. to be on. And like, you know, just like it took us forever to get, you know, the wheels turning, you know, and after that's, we that's put what, the record out. That's what happened to on that spawn of possession episode we did. We were talking to Dennis and that's kind of what happened to them. They had a, a really bad tour where just everything, there was not that many people showing up and they went home just like, fuck, what are we even doing? Like we're playing all this, doing all this work, playing all this shit and that actually led to them taking like a little bit of a break and and not wanting to do it you know what i mean so i'm glad you guys fucking toughened up and just put out owls and then just fucking jesus from there now you guys it's like you guys shadows of intent and i would say like uh, alluvials the next up and coming kind of band like that that's just going to explode out of you know out of nowhere and Mm -hmm. uh and do its thing. That's so you guys need to get that tour together. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah be, that would that'd be, be that'd be really cool, actually. That'd be tight. I'd yeah. love to tour. I think it would do really well. <laughs> Hell yeah. 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 That would be uh yeah. You guys, I mean, so what what label are you signed to? Metal Blade. Yeah. Metal Blade. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we're doing our, our fourth one for them. Yeah. Damn. Maybe, maybe maybe one maybe one more and then we'll see what happens after that you know but, did you mm-hmm. sign one of those uh fuck i forget what uh greg called it one of those uh up and coming what do they call it uh not what did greg call it where he like you signed to like five albums or something and i forget what it's called right, I forget greg, wait, wait is, are you 360 about- deal or some shit are you talking yeah. about greg from greg from a legion by any chance yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, i've i mean i uh, not to disparage anything, but uh, I've I've talked to Greg about the the deal that they signed. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So it wasn't one of yeah. those. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it wasn't quite the same. But I'm not gonna. I'm not saying ours was like worlds better or anything. But I mean, because we've been doing this shit for ten years now. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it is it was and like that is that's your first record deal. You know with a label that size no matter who you are if you're an unknown band you're gonna eat shit you know probably yeah for a decade and you're, <laughs> and you're gonna be psyched and when, i mean when it initially hits the table you're gonna be like what the fuck it's metal blade like we gotta yeah. do it you know what i mean yeah but yeah. then but then you know you know couple five eight ten years rolls around you're like fuck i wish i would have done this x and y but at the time like there's just no there's just no way and it, it's not it's nobody's fault you know like the music industry has been this way for how, how fucking long like do you do you honestly think you're going to sign your first record contract and you're going to get yourself a great deal i don't care yeah. who you are you're getting fucked over a little bit like mm-hmm. almost guaranteed so mm-hmm. you you know you know that going in you can't be mad yeah, we're the, we're the really, bottom we're the bottom of the totem pool and all this shit dude the actual yeah. artist yeah oh yeah yeah we're just it's 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 like yeah we're just we're just the product really i mean mm-hmm. there's there's a, a litany of people above your head that are just waiting for you to make money you know yeah that's why it's really cool to see like shadow of intent do an independent record um and blow up that like that you know what i mean like that's kind of like the even though that's such a pain in the ass to do everything on your own like do Huge all the, the yeah do marketing <laughs> do all the all the shit like on your own promotion all the stuff like it's almost sometimes worth just to be like, okay, well, we're not going to make much money on the album, but we're going to hit the hit the road, and hopefully there'll be a lot of people buying merch, and hopefully the guarantees will be decent, and we can make money like that. And I, I think that 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 formula works best for us and like me in particular. I have uh, next to zero interest or patience for networking myself beyond what 
our music actually speaks to, you know, um, to, so like for me to just sit there, sit here and like, just be on my phone constantly trying to blast my band or like do X and Y to just self-promote constantly or whatever, especially when you're from the ground up, like that's, that's not what I do this for, not even by the, the, the craziest stretch. And like, I, I, I think I can speak for Brody in the, in, in that way too. So, you know, it's, we look at it as like a, the, the label allows us to just be artists, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the cost is a little high, but I, I think it's worth it for what the way we want to run this shit, you know? And that's just the, and, and you know, for like guys like shadow of intent where it's like, you have that will and fortitude to just go out and like be your own hype man. And just like have, you know, the the product is good too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like the, this, the songs are great, you know? So what, like, if you have that, like your self-promotion takes care of itself mostly anyway, but like, you know, it, it it's, but if you have that drive to really put yourself out there and you want to just, you know, you, you want to keep all your marbles that there's, there really is like, you can just do it that way now. You know, and and it works. It's just, I don't know. I've always just been such a traditionalist. I just want to only think about music. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Go ahead, Joseph. Sorry. Oh, I, I just, just, those are the two, the, the, the models that I'm thinking of as I'm getting, you know, a couple projects launched. It's like, do we go the shadow of intent route or do we aim for metal blade or one of the only other labels that'll actually be a financially viable option. So yeah, <laughs> but shadow is definitely like kind of carved a new path for, for bands to consider. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Oh, you should talk to them at some point guys. See what's up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get yep. them on for sure. Um, yeah, I, I could talk to you guys for a lot longer, to be honest. But Joel's like tired. <laughs> I mean, do we have any? Do we have any uh, fan questions or anything that any of that stuff comes through? Oh, good. I think we do actually. Um, in the meantime, can you just tell me the lyrical concept of every song from every album? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, no, no. But both of you guys sing, right? Yeah. yeah. So that is cool. So in addition <laughs> to having a front man, Jared, you're doing the cleans now. Or have been doing the cleans, right? Yeah, I or- uh, did, did the cleans on owls, and uh, yeah, I'm doing. I'm singing a lot more nice. on the on the work. In nice. the in the single, that was like super sick vocals from you, and it's cool that the video makes Thanks, it clear man. that it's you singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, have you? How, how? When did you get into doing the the vocals and everything? Uh, for rivers, mm-hmm. or uh, oh, in general, actually, in general. Uh, my mom used to sing or she still sings. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. She has a beautiful voice and it's always inspired me to sing. Um, so yeah, growing up, it was just singing and drumming. That's all I would do. Nice. And, uh, I don't, we were in the studio, right? Bigs and, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't really know what to do. And then I was just like, but we had- and just like, oh well, yeah, well, let's try this. So I just fucking did a little, little number on there. <laughs> oh, we, yeah, so we had, we had the, the title, we were working on the, the title track for owls and, and there was, you know, uh, melodic, you know, there's melodic singing parts in mm-hmm. the, in, the intro yeah and in in one of the bridges and like i we had the bridge and it was just like 
kind of this just mellow going back and forth of like me and Jake singing. And, and it was just like, kind of like his and I's voice were kind of similar and it just like, it needed a little more texture, but we didn't know what exactly to do. Like, I'm not like, I, I, I sing, but I'm not like, I'm not like a, like a operatic, like big, big sounding guy. Like I can, I can get a point across, <laughs> but, but then just all of a sudden Jared just comes out and he's like, can I try something? And we were like, sure, sure, man. Sure. The drummer <laughs> get it, get in the vocal booth. Who the fuck cares? Sure, Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Man. <laughs> and then, and then he, and then he, then he busts out that his, his, you know, those lines in the bridge of owls. And I would, and we were all just like, no, okay. All right. Kids got the juice. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. so so he ended up on a couple more tracks before we had to ship him back to to the West Coast. And then, you know, this th- this time it was actually I was able to plan, you know, like I was like, OK, these are all the vocal tool, you know, like these are all the puzzle pieces vocally we have to work with. And like now I know that I can we can we can use Jared here and there. So That's like it. went into went into this record, you know, not because owls, it was just like sort of like. We, we came into a lot of the clean singing just by experimentation. You know, there's a mm. lot of parts where it's just like, you know, Jake barking through, through like melodic parts just Oof. would have been, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have been no good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on this, it was just like, well, we can actually plan for, for this and that. And it just, there ended up being a lot of stuff that called for, you know, clean singing and, Good thing we had Jared there so we can torture him by making him play drums and sing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what a dumb of, idea. Are you ready uh, for that part live, dude? Can you do yeah. the vocals with the drums? Nice. Yeet. Yeah, we could do it. So good. Yeah, he does it. He does it real good. It's crazy. Savage, bro. Thanks. Speaking that. of Jake, I, <laughs> Jake, your singer, I've heard that. Um, I don't I've never met him, but um I have like really bad hearing loss and someone told me that he's got really bad hearing loss. Is that correct? Or what is he, is that uh, true yeah. first? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Jake's, uh, Jake's very, you know, he's pretty, he's hard of hearing. He's had hearing aids, you know, ever since he was born. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Me and, he me can and still, Jake. Does he, does he wear in-ears or how does he hear? Oh uh, yeah. He I mean, does like, half he, and half. Okay, well, okay. I mean, like we, we just, or we just got an in-ear system. Like we haven't even played a show with it yet. Like we're still working on it. So he might, he might put both of them in who knows, but you know, it's uh, usually up till now. He just, he just takes the hearing aids out completely when we play live. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, my, no, it, my first, my first drummer had hearing aids too. Shout out Nick Eckberg. Um, it was pretty tripped and think like, Oh shit, I have a kind of, you know, you could call him deaf drummer, you know, even though he had his hearing aids in and all that shit, he still had a hard time hearing even with those. Oh, in. Yeah. And you're just like, dude, that's some Beethoven shit, you know, yeah, that dude it's tight. Ended, up, ended up fucking going off vibration. Yeah. At the end of his life. Yeah, Marco, yeah I literally, dude, could, I literally couldn't tell. Being impaired with hearing and loving music and doing music has got to be a big fucking torture dude you're it's fighting to J- hear everything dude J- right? jake has a has a tough time yeah like we, sometimes with this stuff it can be you know 
it can be challenging. And like, sometimes people just don't know. And he's not like, you know, walking around telling people, you know, I'm, I'm deaf, you know, all the time. He's just, yeah. you know, it's pretty, hey, pretty private about it. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty private about it. So he, you know, and it's just like, you, you get in these weird situations where it's just like people get, you know, who don't know, just kind of get lose their patience Snippy. with him and stuff. Yeah. And it, it's just like, you kind of have to mitigate that in some ways it's, it, it's tough. And like, you know, especially when we were running with like house sound guys and stuff like way back in the day, like they just didn't know that, you know, like, like why does this guy need 10 more DB of himself in the monitor is just feeding back. It's just like, (laughs) you know, just you gotta, you gotta hearing impaired fella here. (laughs) Yeah. One of the hardest things for me is just, yeah. Cause I'm pretty much deaf, hundred percent deaf in my right ear. It's tinnitus, so it's like ringing really loud too. So it's just like constant ringing, and which actually makes it harder for me to hear in general. But um, yeah, when people come and talk to me and shit, I'm just like, I just say yeah, <laughs> like or like yeah. cool. Or I, well, the, it backfired one time. This guy was like telling me the story about his like a family member passing away or something, and I was like, cool, dude, sounds rad. And like he's all, what the fuck? And then oh, I was yeah. like, all right, yeah. well, uh, can't go on autopilot like that anymore. <laughs> I'll be that guy that says what a thousand times, and. And I run into some people too that have uh, uh, hearing hearing issues and stuff. And when when people say "what" to me twice, I'm just like, it's all good. I'm not gonna worry about it. <laughs> like you know, because yeah. like, and I'm that guy too that has to say "what" a million times. So it's just like my thinking. I think about you sometimes when I'm at work because I I listen in one ear and I go for the left ear. So I'm always like, is this just the way that Joel listens to music? Yeah, it's like, and you miss you miss the right ear aspect of certain bands yeah know? when they're hard panning guitars left and right like yeah let's say if i lif- listen to like uh i don't know epitaph for necrophagist it sounds completely different with headphones on it yeah it's like two so weird because like, i've done it, that because i have to go only one ear at work so, yeah and i trade off the ears and if i do the same album i'll find new things yeah by listening to it separately and then a lot of the times like, that oh, i do that joel actually hears it one thing that actually is pretty cool with it is that like a lot of the times they'll be like yeah, hard pan left and right, but there'll be like a part where it's a break and like, it'll be just nothing. Like I hear yeah. like drums go, it's like, I'm just like, not even anything. And I'll have to count out to make sure when, the, when everything comes in and be like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, like try to make sure I can like <laughs> count and, and actually usually I'm fucking wrong. You like, should get like <laughs> universal earbuds that'll fit in both your left ear. So you can hear both sides. I just need to figure out how to make my, my phone like, mono to one ear you know what i mean so well, it's just all shooting at the yeah. one side can you get like a hearing aid for your your ear like, the only thing a hearing aid would do for me is it would counteract the ringing there's a hearing aid that makes it so it doesn't ring in my right ear anymore so you couldn't even get sounded in it at all yeah it would just be basically like it's committing to not hearing anything and that but yeah. it won't be ringing really loud because it's just sound you know when, when you're younger or even older when you go to a show and it's really loud and it's really ringing when you're walking out it's like that like just all the my time. whole life yeah yeah which you know wow. sounds sounds terrible and it's and it, it was for the first six months i had it but you get used to it and your brain acclimates to it and it's just a thing i have now you know it's just at first mm-hmm. it's like depressing you can't sleep it's like the worst fucking like nightmare you're in a band and you're losing hearing out of one ear and it's in the middle I, of being in the band too so it's not i giggle like, when i know people can't hear you can't hear people when i watch <laughs> it happen i don't I just sit back and watch for a second. Oh, waitresses will come up to me and just everyone's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, I'll take a. And eventually I'll be like, you got to go talk on his left side, dude. Yeah. yeah. Over to his left side. I have to arrange all of our seating arrangements. So everyone sits on my left or else it's just a (laughs) fucking nightmare. 
That yeah, happened so, in Seattle when, when when we played. Yeah, it happened at El, El Corazon in Seattle with Black Dahlia Murder. That we, uh, damn. We got like hit. Well, I got hit with this feedback. That's what I'm assuming it was. But I got hit, hit with this feedback that was so brutal that it like I lost consciousness for a second. It was one of those S wave things that just totally like makes you dizzy and like it made me fell back. I fell back on the drums for a second and then recovered and was like, "What the fuck was that?" But uh, ever since and Steve Jones from Faceless, same thing happened to him there. So, um. I think, yeah, that's what, uh, what's his name? Trevor from Black Dolly always told us, like, these sound guys suck for opening bands, so be ready. They make everyone sound like shit until, like, the final two bands come on or something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I took one for the team. But, uh, yeah, it sucks, man. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's not, hopefully there'll be some sort of exploratory surgery that comes out where they fix it, but it's just uh, just the yeah, thing now. A corpse's ear canal, dude. You'll figure yeah, yeah. you'll figure that out. I mean, they're already putting corpse shit in other other parts of our bodies, you know. Oh, for my birthday, Trevor got me one of those hearing horns that goes to the other side. <laughs> 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 I was like I was old like, school ah. where the dude's gotta <laughs> yeah. put it in his ear. Oh, it's dude, like I for my ear. I know. Fuck yeah, Trevor. I love that as a fucking <laughs> gift, dude. That's amazing. It was pretty fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah, guys been fucking a good all one right. sorry i'm fucking right. dying no it's yeah. all good all good yeah, thanks yeah. for hanging out though i really appreciate you guys coming on i really do somewhat thanks late for having guys us. too yeah no doubt guys thank you so much you guys are always welcome to come back your your other yeah. members come back for a part two we could always make that happen yeah oh for sure but yeah, dude, okay. um, the, the new album comes out September 26th, 24th, 24th. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we're Can't within wait. a month, yeah. within nice. a month yep. of the drop, dude. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, guys. Well, Sick. right on. And, uh, thank you for all the listeners, subscribers, all you guys that have been hanging out with us. Um, hit us up at all the social shit, get to, uh, YouTube and watch this or tell your friends to get to YouTube and watch this if they haven't um joel eat your vitamins dude and drink lots of water yeah do that i'm gonna take all that stuff yeah i got the i got the uh immunity dude is this the first podcast you went sober no i've done a a defeated sanity we did did sober because it was a sunday uh okay but yeah right on (laughs) 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 i was was in i was mid thought like did i not drink that day too it was like a sunday morning so probably didn't right on guys well uh well we hope to hope to catch you on this tour if we can yeah 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 Yeah, berkeley that berkeley shows close everybody coming to the living in the bay get out to that shit down in la where where was the la spot Uh, san diego i think san diego probably la well this la i think it's sold out yeah la sold out well Fuck they yeah. definitely do, they dude. definitely don't have new copies available. That's exciting. So, dude. Dude, <laughs> shit's yeah. selling out, dude. Everybody's really itching to be out there. Oh yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Good All right, well, have fun if you're going to that show, and if you're going to another show, have fun at that one. And uh, we will be here next week. Cali Death Podcast, CaliDeath.com, all that bullshit. And we love you guys. Rock on. <laughs>